you're listening to live your best life podcast here it's all about empowering yourself and taking control of your life hi i'm shivani your host relationship and empowerment coach helping you live your best life welcome back today i'm going to talk about conflict and it's interesting because at one point in time i was called a conflict seeker by none other than my husband at that time i felt upset about it at being called this name being given this label but maybe i did not have reason to and maybe you will also feel like that by the end of this podcast As I continue with my relationship coaching I come across many individuals and couples who seem to be extremely upset with the amount of conflict that they have in their relationship the level of arguments and discussions that they seem to be having what i hear about is how there's too much of disagreement too much of back and forth about small matters that should not even matter people tend to have this negative association with conflict the word itself means an you know open clash between two opposing parties a battle of sorts some people feel that conflict is to be avoided at all costs many go to great lengths to avoid conflict especially on matters that they feel are trivial now no problem is too small to acknowledge in a relationship small conflicts help couples get closer as a student of relationships i feel that avoidance of conflict is one of the worst strategies in a relationship and it's extremely disastrous in the long run with conflict avoidance you may be able to avoid an open battle however anyone who has done that knows that the prevailing vibes at that moment or right after the avoidance the vibes are tense and toxic on the other hand if you go ahead and deal with the disagreement you may have a few minutes of back and forth and arguments and then the matter gets settled when you take the time to settle conflicts you reduce the anxiety in relationships you increase the level of closeness as both start to see the other's point of view on the other hand when you avoid conflict there is resentment you may have averted a painful and probably boring conversation for the time being but it is surely going to come and bite you in the back as the dirt starts to pile up under the carpet bits of the muck start coming out in every single conversation and it comes out in devious under the belt kind of attacks that are completely uncalled for and probably unjustified that is the ugly head of resentment making its appearance even as you avoid there will be times when you just have to discuss something that cannot be ignored these then become an excuse for all the other unresolved conflicts to surface what ensues 
is that the main issue that is important gets lost in the barrage of underhand insults, blames and excuses. The avoidance strategy leads to a higher level of non-communication. This is when no conversation seems to be the only way to avoid a conflict. Minimal conversations or those limited to superficial level make room for a lot of misunderstandings. Now, both partners do make compromises in a relationship. And when there is little communication, each feels that they have made more compromises than the other. That's mainly because you know what you have given up, but you don't know what the other person has done the beliefs that they have compromised on, and a whole lot of other stuff that we are unaware of. So yes, in a way I am saying that you need to tackle every conflict head-on and resolve it. But it does not mean that you have to have a street fight with no holes bar and no rules. Conflict resolution is not about winning. It is important to remember at all times during the process of conflict resolution that both of you are on the same side actually. It is just that you have different beliefs with regards to a specific issue and therefore need to see the other's point of view. There is also this strategy that some people have which is to soothe over things. What this means is that there is a small talk about the issue and one person gives in for their own reasons. Maybe they do not have the patience to explain their point of view or maybe they feel there's no point in trying to explain or maybe they don't really trust the other partner has the intelligence or the capability to understand. In such cases, while things may seem hunky-dory on the surface, the real issue has really not been resolved. Each of the partners does not see the other's point of view and the outcome is almost like a cover-up. Now, conflict resolution in any relationship should be done with some decent and mature rules. Rules that can ensure neither party gets seriously injured. The attitude is one of either compromise and negotiation or collaboration. If compromise is what is being sought, both partners should be giving up something in favor of a midpoint agreement. Sometimes this is the kind of action that is necessary. The wife wants the husband to spend the whole weekend with her. The husband wants to spend his weekend pursuing his hobbies or hanging out with the boys. A good compromise would be to spend one day in a week with each other leaving the other day of the weekend for each of them to do their own thing. That's negotiation. That's compromise. Collaboration, on the other hand, is considered to be the best way of managing a conflict. This is when you truly see the other person's point of view and arrive at the best solution for the issue that you are discussing. It's not about winning or who gives in how much, but how you can together arrive at the best solution. Now, to reach this level, both partners should be willing to understand that you are on the same side, that no one talks 
when they start to get angry and discussions are suspended for a while before you can come back to it. You also realize that important discussions should not be carried out when one or both parties is tired, in a hurry, stressed out or not in the right frame of mind. And when you are trying to collaborate towards conflict resolution, the idea is to listen and discuss, sometimes using what I call the baton technique, which is where the person holding the baton is the one allowed to speak and the other one listens till the baton comes to him or her. Needless to say, these conflict resolution tips do not work very well unless you have trust and faith in your partner. This is not like an all-encompassing faith, but one that tells you that the other person wants to find a middle ground, wants to find a solution that is acceptable to both. Only when you believe that the other person is not out there to get you or do something selfish, will you be able to listen, believe and act. And the other aspect, a minimum requirement is respect. When you have totally divergent beliefs from one another, you have to have the humility to know that your way may not be the best way after all. You chose this person to be your partner. Now show some trust in his or her point of view and show the respect that the situation commands. Maybe they have a perspective that you may not have considered. And if you're willing to have that trust and faith in your partner, then a collaborative conflict resolution is possible. Until next time then, thank you for listening in. Take a moment to write a review or send feedback on what you would like to hear on this podcast and see the description for more details.